welcome back to Santini's Daily Dose Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. You guys, obviously you guys know that Tuesdays I give messages. On Fridays I read a poem to you as if you're hearing from the Lord. And on Sundays I read a journal, um, just being vulnerable with you guys, sharing uh, my week with you. And just promoting healing, humility, and... Um, humility and healing, I think that's what I said. Oh my gosh. Um... And today, guys, we're going to be talking about understanding the fear of the Lord. This is something the Lord spoke to me last week on. uh, I'm going to, again, you guys, some of you guys know on my messages I give on Tuesdays, I get a little bit personal about my walk with the Lord and how the Lord's worked this certain thing um, in my life. And then I, obviously, guys, we're going to, we got a lot of scripture we're going to get into today. And again, um, yes, you heard it first. We're definitely going to talk about context, you guys. It's incredibly important when reading the Bible, and um, yeah, it's going to help you read your Bible supernaturally, and it's, I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, it's transformed my life, understanding the context of verses, and again, it, it's, in those moments, it's just me putting into practice things that I've learned from the past, as Paul writes to the, uh, to the Philippians in, uh, you can read that in chapter 4, verse 9. And you can read First John talks about faith without works is dead. And then, um, you know, obviously it's not a legalistic kind of a thing, but it's that as a Christian, these are things that we are to put into practice. This is how a Christian is supposed to live, be the salt of the world. Um, and yeah, guys, and again, it's all about a relationship with the Lord. Legalism and doing all the rules will not get you to heaven. Jesus said, many will say to me on the day of, of judgment, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? And it's just going to come down to, I didn't know you. We did not have a relationship together. You didn't have intimacy with me. So you, you only got, you only did half of, you know, what needed to be done. So we're going to open in prayer here, you guys, and uh, I'm just going to really get into this. There's just obviously some wisdom that I've gotten over the past four years following the Lord, and and so have you. You guys, you know, we're called to make disciples, you guys. We're called to, um, you know, Jesus said to go to all creation and preach the gospel and um, to bring everyone to repentance, and that there's so much joy in repentance, you guys. There's, There's so much stuff that comes with it. And for those of you, it's crazy, the Lord put this on my mind before I even started this. If there, For those of you that have either fallen back into old sin or are living in habitual sin, I just, I want to I wanna um, put into, into practice what I'm going to be teaching on next Tuesday, and that's Galatians 6.1. I just restore you gently right now in Jesus' name, Father, that you would pour your grace out and that their intimacy with you would grow. Father, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven in their lives god and uh lord we thank you for this opportunity to uh get to know you more father i pray that people would uh the the wisdom that you want them to know father that your holy spirit would remind them after this message that we would grow in intimacy with you today because one day father we're going to be with you forever and ever in your glory your word says in Revelation that those who overcome will be able to sit on your throne with you. I pray this message will bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go, guys. This is a subject not talked enough about in the body of Christ. 
but we all have our flaws. This is something we have really forgotten about. <clears throat> Me personally, when I started to follow the Lord four years ago, I feel this was something deep in me. And what I mean by that is the fear of the Lord. Then it lost it, 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 it lost its touch. I was having a really tough time putting repentance into action. I had it in my heart, but I wasn't putting it into action. I am so glad to say God's given me the grace to not live in habitual sin anymore. I read a book. I read a book on the fear of God in April of last year. It really opened my eyes so much to all the scripture that actually talks on this subject. I was blown away. I, I, I never had any idea. I lended the book a f to a friend a while ago. I was going to try and recommend the book to you guys, but there was a book about fearing God by a pastor some of you guys know named John Brevere, an incredible man, very well balanced and very fruitful. If you are not reading a Christian book by someone whose doctrine is well balanced with, with wisdom, I would seriously recommend it. Right now, I am reading my Bible, of course. I'm going through Ezekiel right now. Then I read my Christian book right after. Right, right after. Right now, I am reading Identity Thief, um, and it's about exposing Satan's plan to steal your purpose and power by Robbie Dawkins. This book and the wisdom I am getting from it is the perfect kind of stuff I need to be taking in right now god's timing man i'll tell you what <laughs> so back to the original here are some verses i am going to read about fearing god and then we are going to break it all down and go through say it with me context of each scripture you guys job 28 28 and to man he said behold the fear of the lord that is wisdom and to depart from evil is understanding. Psalm 111 verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have it a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Proverbs 9:10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding. Proverbs 15:33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom and before honor comes humility. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 15, 16, better is a little with fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. Oof. Psalm 112, verse 1, praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord who greatly delights in his commandments. Psalm 128, verse 1, a song of ascents. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Hebrews 5, 7, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent, or fervent, sorry, fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. So, as we can see, a lot of scriptures here, a lot of scriptures here and a lot of context to break down. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes here. Okay, so let's we're I'm going to we're going to go back to the verses guys and I'm going to explain the context of everything and we're going to really break it down. 
Go back to Job 28, 28. Some of you guys know the story of Job is just absolutely, it's really mind-blowing, you guys. It's a, it's a book that I think um, really blows me away. One of my youth pastors, Andrew, talked on how Job 9 actually references Jesus. You guys should check that out on your own. It's in Job chapter 9. But the context of Job 28, 28, it, it reads, And the man, he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, to walk away from evil, is understanding. The context of this verse is learning about true wisdom and how it is grown in someone. Psalm 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The context of this is all the good things God does. And blessed is the man who fears God. Proverbs 9, 10. A lot of these verses are Old Covenant, you guys. But we can learn a lot from the Old Testament. Proverbs 9, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The context of this verse is invitations of wisdom. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. The context of this is letting God recreate your character in a way that will bring you joy and steadfastness. Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The context of this verse is having an open heart for new truths, corrections, and add-ons to other wisdom that you have learned from the past. Proverbs 15-16, better is a little fear with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. The context of this is living a life of integrity and truth. We're almost done here, guys, with these verses. Psalm 112, verse 1, Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. The context of this is those who fear the Lord will not be shaken or moved. They will be steadfast upon the Lord. You can connect, you know, steadfast upon the Lord um, on Isaiah 40, 31 as well, you guys. Psalm 128, verse 1, a song of ascent. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his, in his ways. The context of this verse is huge blessings for those who fear the Lord. Hebrews 5, 7. Again, this is New Testament. This is the only verse that I... Now, there is, there is other verses that talk about the fear of the Lord, but if I put that in here, I'd be taking those verses out of context. So Hebrews 5, 7, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, meaning the Lord. And he was heard. Jesus was heard because of his reverent submission. The context of this verse is living in humility to the Lord. So, I'm going to give you guys a second to take all, take all that in. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. If there's some spiritual warfare you're going through right now, I just break that off in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, speak to them. Speak to them the things that you want them to hear right now, not my voice. So, as we can see, a lot of... Oh, I'm, I'm reading a past note that I already read. I'm sorry. Okay. As we just went all over that scripture, again, you guys... Overall, it seems these scriptures are coming down to a few words we can hang on to to understand what the fear of the Lord brings. And it brings wisdom, blessing and prosperity, discernment, and humility. Lately, over the past month, God has shown me he's been working behind the scenes the fear of him in me. And it's been sprouting more through me. I've been seeing it like actually come into action. 
he's been putting into action what he's been doing behind the scenes. I've just seen that, if that makes sense. I've been seeing it and it has grown my intimacy with him when I pray in the mornings on my knees and after I'm done having alone time with him or when I am at church, at a church service throughout the week or simply when I drive around places. It's just been random times where I just feel it just, it comes right in you guys. You are probably asking, well, what is the fear of the Lord exactly? It is simply having a deep awe and reverence and respect for God in a particular moment. Isaiah says in the last chapter that God is looking for someone who reverently responds to his words. This is another thing God has been showing me what he's been doing behind the scenes in my life. Hope that makes sense with you guys, seriously. Last big point I'm going to make here is that it is that this is very important right here, you guys, and it's about having a good balance between knowing your identity in Christ while fearing the Lord. If you are being taught a sugar-coated gospel, you will not understand or have the fear of the Lord. And then you really know you really won't know your true identity in Christ. There has to, there has got to be a balance between the two. It's just like balancing God's wrath and God's mercy. Not by trying to control it, because you can't. <laughs> but rather, knowing he has both and using wisdom and discernment you've learned and experienced over the years. I hope all of that connected with you with you all somehow and pray you guys take this wisdom with you while growing in the Lord today. Ask God to help you fear him or fear him more. One of the two guys, he knows what you need. Jesus talked about that. Don't make it all complicated into a 20 minute prayer thinking God's, God cares about how long you pray. He doesn't. Legalistic Christians will disagree with me on that. He simply looks at our heart's posture throughout the relationship with him. Now, to extend on that, you guys, sometimes our heart's position is like, I want to stay here with God, and that's good. But ultimately, it comes down to him looking at our hearts. That's what he looks at, you guys. This is not preached. This, this is another thing that's not really preached. I mean... As far as I've seen, I'm not going to speak for the whole world. I'm sure there's someone out there that is speaking that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be prideful here, but my my point is, you guys, you can see in Hebrews, uh, we can go back to Hebrews five seven. It says the reason why Jesus was heard was because of his reverence or mission. That's not something that that's something that's done in your heart, you guys. You know, I, I used a verse. Let me let me go to my notes really quick because I did use a verse. Um, I did use it. I'm, I'm pulling up my, my last message about um some. I did a message on what are you feeding your heart, and the context of that was, um, here it is. Yep, right here. Uh, I used a verse in Luke six forty five. A good man brings good things out of out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. And Luke finishes and says, well, not sorry, not well, Luke finishes with what this is. These are Jesus's words. And he quotes what Jesus says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of, you guys. 
I hope you understand what I'm like connecting here. And it's all about your heart, you guys. You can even, like, you guys can even see in, um, in Jeremiah, um, no, not Jeremiah, in Ezekiel 36 and Ezekiel, um, oh gosh, hang on. Let me, Ezekiel 11, I think it is. Ezekiel 11 goes on and says, um, the context of Ezekiel 11 is uh, God giving us a new heart and a new spirit. You guys, I spoke on that, on understanding the context of Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It's all about your heart. God literally, when these people were in the Old Covenant, the Israelites, God kept saying, I'm going to give you a new heart. He goes, your hearts are so far from me. They're so hardened. And he says in Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel 36. Let me just... I think it's Ezekiel 36. Let's just... Got it right here. Ezekiel 35. Um, son of a gun. Yep, right here. Ezekiel 36, uh, 24 through 28. For here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of these countries, gather you from all over, and bring you back to your own land. I'll pour, I will pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. Tell me that's not Jesus, you guys. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that... That is God's will, not self-willed. I will put my spirit in you. That's the Holy Spirit, you guys, and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You'll once live, you'll once again live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. You guys, this is God literally speaking about the New Testament. And you guys hear about the Holy Spirit. It, 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 I think it's in 1 Corinthians. Paul writes how the Holy Spirit has been made a manifestation in us, you guys. I want to, you know, I wish I could look that up in like, you know, the, the Hebrew, obviously. Um, for those of you that don't know, you look up words in the Greek in the Old Testament and Hebrew in the New Testament uh, to really understand what the verse is really talking about. And um, yeah, guys, I just... I know I just poured a whole bunch on your plate, but again, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you, um, you know, what, what the, um, he's going he's to remind you things that you need to know. I think that's the verse of the day today. I wonder if I can, I wonder if I can look up the verse of the day. because the verse of the day does connect right here oh my gosh this is that you guys this is oh my this is unbelievable the verse of the day is john 14 26 the holy this is jesus speaking the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all the things and will remind you everything i have said to you like do you realize like jesus like the lord is speaking through me right now I hope you understand what the Lord's connecting right now. I hope this is resonating in your heart. I try so hard to not be so codependent and like, oh, what if they're thinking about this? And what if they're saying that? And like, we all have our flaws, you guys. And that's where our intimacy with God needs to grow more in those moments. 
That's it. Whew. Okay. Lord. So, anyway, you guys. We're going to close in prayer here. And um, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just, lately, guys, I've just been praying that I want you guys to be feeling the kind of intimacy that I've been feeling with God. And not that I say that with pride, you guys. Like, I, I do my best to not do that. And then my heart's positioned rightly at that point. But I just want you guys to know God. And he's jealous for you. Like, he wants to know you. If you've been taught the wrong gospel, I just pray the Holy Spirit would open your eyes and give you the new heart that God talks about in Ezekiel. It, it's all about a relationship, you guys. It's all about turning away from your sin and coming into everything that Christ has done. You can look at Ephesians 1 and 2 on everything Christ has done for you. Read Galatians 5. That's great. Read Galatians 3 as well. Read 1 Peter 5. There's so much good stuff, you guys. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And it's almost like, it's almost like Paul, when he was writing that letter, was speaking prophetically because you guys, during that time when Paul was writing those letters, there was no Bible. There was no, you know, oh, here's my Bible and I'm, today I'm going to read Hosea. Today I'm going to read John. You know, like whatever. There was none of that. And Paul's like, like, I wonder if Paul knew there was going to be an actual Bible one day. There was no Bible. That's the, And this is such a blessing, you guys. Like, we can, we can, when we're struggling in a moment, we can, we can go straight to this book and go, okay, God, please speak to me right now. You see my heart and the pain I'm going through. I need something new, God. Speak to me through your word. And I guess that's kind of like, like, that's when, that, that that's when prophecy probably comes into play as well, you guys, but... Oh my gosh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Um, so, yeah, guys. And like, you can even look in the New Testament, like when Paul's writing these letters, these churches, the church of Corinth, the, the Philippians, the, even the legalistic Galatians, like you guys, they had to wait for these letters. They had to wait for new things. And we, we have it all now. We have it all. And we have the Holy Spirit. And that's not preached, you guys. I mean, again, no, I, I gotta, I, I'm sorry. I gotta repent from that. That's not true. Someone may be preaching that, but yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. So let's close in, let's close in prayer here, you guys. And, um, and I just, I just want you to, I just, you guys, I always feel so much peace. And it's because I've done John 15. I have abided in Jesus. I have day in and day out have said, no, I'm going to get into my Bible. What does God say about me? Because one day I'm going to be with him. One day I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see God. And in and, and Revelation 4, I'm going to see all the angels and everything. I'm going to... I'm gonna, oh my gosh, you guys, we should be undone. And that, yes, Paul writes about how the end times are gonna get so bad, you guys. They're gonna get so bad. The world's gonna get worse than what it is right now with COVID and everything. Okay. So, Father, I thank you so much that you're with us. I thank you that you've given us a comforter, the Holy Spirit. 
We rest in your peace, Father. We trust you. For you reign above it all. You are so good. Intimacy to grow, intimacy to grow with you, Father. We are gonna be with you one day that we're only here temporarily. Help us to hold, help us to enjoy our lives here on earth, but not, not, not hold on to it too much. Jesus, I thank you that you're hoping for us. God, that you're pouring your grace out. I pray that people, Father, you change people's hearts as they hear this message. Your grace would be poured out. They would repent from their sins, Father. You would give them so much for, for their repentance. Grow a hunger in their heart to read your word, Father. To know your word. It's all about you, Jesus. You did it all. You tore the veil. We thank you for your love and your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys, uh, you know, today obviously was about understanding the fear of the Lord, so I just pray the Holy Spirit would remind you the things that you've learned. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to be coming with a poem with you guys again, and it's going to be, the Lord spoke to me today on what he wants it to be about, and the title of it is called, um, uh, My Kingdom Reigns. So, uh, you know, it's obviously talking about the kingdom of heaven, so... Get ready for that, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into Santini's Daily Dose podcast. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.